0: and welcome back to the writer community podcast this week host sky will be chatting with matthew romeo the self-published sci-fi fantasy author of the maven Night trilogy brand ambassador for the writer community quality assurance analyst by day and writer by night his complete maven Night trilogy is available for ebook and paperback on amazon and without further ado i hope you enjoy this week's episode Well, thank you for joining us. I'm super excited for this chat and I love all of our lives in general anyway. So <laughs> I was like, yes, I get to interview Matt. This is going to be fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it's our second second interview together, Skye.
0: Yes. Um, so to start off the dreaded question, why don't you tell us about Maven Knight and the series that you're writing?
1: All righty, so Maven Knight, I'm pulling up my little Word document so that I have my points ready. Uh, So the Maven Knight, uh, it's the first one, it's ultimately an adventure story. Uh, It's set between two heroic POVs, uh, Serena, the female protagonist, and Talir, the male protagonist. Uh, They come together uh, despite different backgrounds uh, in this, you know, big scenario. And their ultimate goal for the first part of the book is to survive. Though later, and I'm gonna avoid spoilers, mm-hmm. uh, it becomes more about a quest to save the world. And the main throughline theme throughout uh, the series in general is that friendship is salvation. Uh, that you know, shared experiences, shared traumas, despite your uh, your cultural, your your walk of life, and you know, uh, any other kind of background. Uh, variants. It's ultimately experiences that can, you know, form you as a family.
0: I love that. I love that you went into the theme too, because I, you know, as you've read the questions that I've kind of sent over to you that I wanted to talk a little bit about your love of sci-fi because this is a sci-fi book and there are so many popular like tropes and themes that go into the sci-fi genre. So I really was interested in talking to you about what drew you to that because I know you're a huge sci-fi fan, um, so what was the inspiration or the influence um, behind Maven Knight?
1: So there's there's a lot of influences, and I'll try and list off all of them. But you know, at the end of the day, and you probably know the answer to this, Sydney is you know, Star Wars is my bread and butter. Uh, that's been the story that has influenced my writing for you know, fifteen plus years now. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the Halo video game series, the Assassin's Creed video game series. I wasn't really big into Star Trek until the 2009 reboot. That was the one that got me into Star Trek, even though a lot of fans hate that movie.
0: I actually really (laughs) like that movie.
1: Yeah, I really like it too. It's what got me into Star Trek. And I'm also a really big, uh, you know, I'm a big tabletop gamer. We have a lot of... Friends that play science fiction, tabletop gaming, Dungeons and Dragons. And so the biggest influence that directly led into me wanting to write sci-fi was that it was more dystopian and steampunky, but just the way that the characters were written and there was a bit more of a mythology to it that it made me want to set the setting at sci-fi I'm also a big fan of Firefly, the TV series. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love
1: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's what inspired me to want to write a science fiction heist story at one point. But the Maven Knight series was uh, fully inspired by RPGs, Star Wars, and, and Halo.
0: So what would you say are like the main tropes in the Maven Knight series then? Because there's so many that it could be based on all of those different influences. What would you narrow it down to maybe top two?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the first trope is 100% the hero's journey. Uh, I love that storyline so much because it's, it's a universal story arc that, you know, all of us writers, you know, we, we, we go through it even just in our, in our daily lives. Uh, so that is a trope in, in my story that, you know, the characters go through their trials, tribulations, the call to action and all of that good stuff. Um, I guess another trope would be um, the obsession over the future uh, because there's a lot of the characters that are just, they they can't focus on the present and what they have. It's more about, you know, what they're going to leave behind and what their legacy is going to be about. So they they obsess too much over the future. And uh, I guess another trope would be... uh, I mean, this could tie into the hero's journey thing, but just training montages. (laughs) There's a lot of training in these books, um, particularly the first book where I have to spell out, you know, the the tech and the magic system, uh, you know, the rules, uh, the abilities, and just, you know, the process of, hey, this is how you do this and how you can get better at it.
0: That's awesome. And I love that you brought up how it has the magic system as well, because your book is not just sci-fi, it's more of a sci-fi fantasy. Um, yes. So in that sense, what made you decide that you wanted to steer away from the pure, you know, technological sci-fi and kind of navigate into that middle ground between fantasy and sci-fi?
1: I think uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to I enjoy mysticism. Uh, I came from a a very religious household. I still have, you know, uh, I still have religion in my my life. Uh, It's not as pronounced, but uh, I've always enjoyed, you know, a story of something greater influencing things, uh, that there being a power greater than, you know, what we can see so I wanted to include a, a bit of that mysticism in this story with, you know, the magic system. There's, you know, there, there's religion in it. there's uh, like there's cults <laughs> per se. Um, and because that ultimately derived from, you know, from star Wars. Cause I attribute star Wars to being science fantasy as well, because, you know, there's the technology and the, the sci-fi mumbo jumbo, but there's also the, Uh, the core values that are intrinsic to that story.
0: I think that also plays right into what you said your trope was too, for having your characters that are in this, this search for something more that they can leave behind, which is a big, it's a big thing in religion is what are we going to leave behind? What's going to come next? Um, not focusing really on the present, but rather on either the future or the past. Mm -hmm. So I think that is really cool, the way you're able to tie that in. I'm really excited to read it. I haven't gotten a chance yet, but I'm waiting for the third (laughs) book. That way I can just binge read everything.
1: (laughs) That's what I've heard a lot of people are trying to do is they're waiting for the third book so that they can just binge read it, which... Uh, I will say it's probably going to be the better read because uh, a lot of people that read the second book were like, oh my God, I have to wait now.
0: (laughs) Oh, so we have a cliffhanger at the end is what you're saying.
1: (laughs) Yes, but there's actually a cliffhanger in the first and the second book. What a (laughs) clue. Yeah, I was like, all right, this is how I hook readers. I just have to cliffhang the entire series.
0: I do the same thing, so I don't blame you, but <laughs> not to spoil anything for my own book, because I know you're reading that right
1: now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm expecting cliffhangers, Sky.
0: <laughs> so we talked a little bit about how people are talking about how they're going to read all three books. Um, mm-hmm. So community, this this whole podcast is about the writer community and the people in it. And we wanted to lift everybody up who's been with us since the start. So we reached out to you, we reached out to Brandy, we reached out to Tanaya, like all the people that have been with us since we began, basically. Um, so one thing that we really wanted to ask is how have you found interacting with this community to be beneficial for you as an author or as a writer or even as a marketer?
1: Well, for the, on the f- first hand, uh, oh, gosh, I'm flushing about this <laughs> so I just want to gush about everybody. Um uh, The one thing that this community has uh, been just so helpful with is, you know, making me want to write because that was, you know, before I met you guys, I was I was in a bit of a rut, like my hard drive had just crashed. I had lost like three months of work. I was about to throw in the towel (laughs) Uh, and I was I was dealing with a lot of writer's block, but you guys. With the, uh, with the daily posts, uh, the, the lives that you all were doing, your writing sprints, you guys just, you inspired me to want to just keep writing and to just, you know, you don't have to have crazy word counts every day. You don't have to, uh, you know, have this, have these crazy goals every week, but just the consistency is what you guys have, you know, taught me to have. And Uh, You guys make me want (laughs) to write. And I guess another thing with regards to marketing is I, I used to post to Instagram maybe twice a month about my book. Like I had no idea how effective that was until you guys showed me like, Hey, here's some hashtags that you should start using. Here's some, uh, here's some formatting things for how to make your posts look better. (laughs) Cause I was just taking like grainy, shots from my phone. Um, and just all around making sure that it's like consistent posting because, you know, I'm, I'm one of the laziest human beings. <laughs> and It's
0: hard. It's not even about laziness. It's just hard. Yeah.
1: It's basically another full-time job. Yeah. Like, uh, you guys have my utmost praise for everything you do every week. Like, commenting liking sharing stuff <laughs> promoting other people doing lives like uh some weeks I'm just so burned out it's like I'll I'll like some posts but I just I can't bring myself to like think of a response to some people and I feel terrible
0: <laughs> well just to make you feel a little better there are four of us who host this so we take turns through <laughs> <into> our burnout <laughs> stages <laughs> I get that. <laughs> yeah. So you're not alone. I'm. We definitely do go through that as well. And we're like, okay, hey, can you pick up the slack? Because I'm slacking right now. <laughs> so it happens. Um, and I think that's, that's really cool to say and to admit out loud as well with this community is that, you know, we're all going through these struggles. And that's the whole reason we made the community is that we wanted a place where we could talk about the reality of being an author and the reality of being a writer <laughs> and the struggle that comes with that. Because honestly, it's a hard job. It's not easy. You don't just write a book and put it out there. And then suddenly, you know, you're a best-selling author. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way.
1: <laughs> 100%. Because that that was a uh, foolish Matt from two years ago. He thought that you could just put it out on Kindle Unlimited and you'd be a bestseller. And it's like, nope, nobody knew about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like, I, I think a lot of authors go through that and, mm-hmm. you know, you don't understand the work that goes into it until you've actually gone through it.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: that you are a great example of how much can change just by changing your mindset. And like you said, you didn't used to post to Instagram very often and you didn't used to put the time into thinking about what that Instagram post should look like, or the marketing mm-hmm. should look like. So good job. I think you're doing Thank great. you. <laughs> <laughs> I look at your page sometimes and I'm like, wow, I got to do more.
1: <laughs> well, again, I'm, I look at, uh, some of y'all's pages and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm slacking on all this stuff. I got to make this look way better. I just, I shared an image from the internet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We all have to go through that though. I feel like, you know, there's days when you just have to put your energy into certain things and not, you can't always focus on social media. You can't always focus on the marketing. Sometimes you just want to (laughs) write. Well,
1: sometimes we have to write these books that we're promoting.
0: (laughs) I can't promote a book that's not written. So (laughs) Um, so speaking of that marketing side of things, you decided to self-publish and you did that a couple of years ago. So what has changed for you in this self-publishing journey? And what have you learned that you think the community, community could benefit from?
1: One thing I've, I've learned is to have a community to be there to support you when you're in self-publishing. Because <laughs> I, uh, as I've said before, it's Uh, I did it at a time where, you know, I just I put out a Facebook event for like close friends and family, and that was not enough to drive, you know, book sales or publicity. (laughs) So having uh, having a community at your back, uh, having people that are that have seen your journey and, you know, see how much work you've put into it is probably one of the best things you can do as an as a self-published author. Uh, Second thing, make sure you have uh, even if you don't, if you can't afford an editor, have someone go over your book that's not you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're blind to our own work.
1: (laughs) Yes, because anytime I go back and look at my first book, and this is a forewarning to anybody who reads my first book, is it is not edited (laughs) properly. Uh, It's only been through my eyes and my wife's eyes. So (laughs) you'll find all kinds of things wrong with it. Um, Yeah,
0: there's a lot to learn, though. I mean, I feel like when I look at my first book, even, and I had an editor, I still find things and I'm like, wow, I could have done that better or I could have done Mm -hmm. this better. So I think that it, it just goes to say, we grow as writers and authors as well. And we learn new things and you know what, they always say your first book is not the best book that you're ever (laughs) going to put out there. So good on us for doing it anyway. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, and it comes down to like, we, we just, we put it out there. We, we decided to stick, uh, we decided to see it through to the end uh, and, you know, learn from it, start building our craft, uh, you know, and I haven't been able to get like an actual full editor on this series, but I have gotten somebody who is a really good at like, who's really good at proofreading my work, making sure, uh, stuff is, is in order. And it makes sense. I, I just got my uh, edits back for my third book. And there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh man, I didn't realize this was that bad. <laughs> I, need, I need to change this.
0: <laughs> that happened in my third book too. and I think it's a third book thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Third book thing. And uh, gosh, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what your editor has said about your fourth book, Sky.
0: <laughs> you know what though? I, I just got that back from her. I don't know if you saw that, but I just got my manuscript back from her and she wrote me like the sweetest email and she's really Aww. tough on me all the time which is great. I love that. That's why I hire her over and over again, because I enjoy the, the tough feedback. And she was like, you know, there were some scenes that I really wanted to shout at you to have something happen, but they were necessary. And I can't think of anything to cut. And I was like, yes, I did.
1: <laughs> that's a great feeling.
0: Right. Exactly. So obviously I do have work to do and I need to smooth mm-hmm. some things out because it's my last book and I've been super stressed about it, but yeah, I feel it, that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It comes with the territory, you know, you learn as you go and you stop making the same mistakes over and over again and you just get better. And that's that's kind of the fun part about writing is that you're always improving. And I really hope I never get to a peak point where I can say, like, this is the best I'm gonna be.
1: (laughs) Oh man, that that is my ultimate fear is to peak as a as a writer and just be like, Well, can't top this.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like you don't want that to happen. You want Mm -hmm. to be able to say, This book was better than my last book and I've still got fans from the first book who, you know, are super excited and I see their reviews on Amazon and they've gotten more in depth or so they'll say mm-hmm. like, maybe I got a four or a three star on my first book. And then I go to the second book and they're like, this book was amazing. And this story is going this way. And mm-hmm. I am, that makes my day to see that I've improved makes my day.
1: <laughs> One hundred. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel that. And Uh, another thing about this community that has been so beneficial and it's not something I had thought about as an indie author was to read other indie
0: works. Yes.
1: Like I'm in the middle of reading your book. Uh, It's, it's my top read right now. So I'm (laughs) going to, I'm going to finish it. I kept getting distracted by all the other writer community book month, like book club things. (laughs) Uh, But I've read Luke's uh, book. I read uh, Nicolette's book. I read Tania's book. Uh, and just seeing how fellow indie peers write and you know how you guys format things, how you guys structure your stories, you know, it, it's inspirational. Like it helps me, uh, you know, take a mental note and say, all right, I could prob- I should probably change something like that. I should probably make my book look this pretty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, your covers are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) I am always impressed when you released your third book cover. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I need that on my shelf." That's (laughs)
1: Uh, I love that cover so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the covers are really great, and I think that's something that you know we've learned from the community as well is that there's more to it than just writing the book. You have Mm -hmm. to have a cover design, and you have to have the formatting done and. You know, some of us do our own formatting. I do my own formatting and it's Me difficult. Too. It's difficult. <laughs> I think yours is more difficult because you actually use Word to format, right?
1: Yes, I use Word to format. I try and switch it to a PDF because then you're having to meet those KDP requirements that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, your gutter has to be, you know, like 0.75 inches, which that's so much space. Yes. And like, you, you've wasted so much page space on this, <laughs> like... My yeah, books are I, probably. I actually
0: use Vellum for my formatting and I'm always like okay. super happy that it formats it and basically formats it for me. I have to go in and tweak things. And unfortunately mm-hmm. with Vellum, it'll mess up the formatting of your actual text. So I have to be really careful. Oh,
1: gotcha.
0: <laughs> uh, so it has its flaws. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that just learning how to format your book, learning how to find a cover designer, learning how to find an editor or somebody who can edit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, and I'll, I'll share you. I'll, I'll share the story of uh, how I discovered that uh, cover artist. The because some of you have probably seen the original, which is like that hand drawing of like a tendril of fire, <laughs> which my lovely wife did that to the best of her ability back then, and I was like, "Cause I didn't. Kn- I can't. I can't draw <laughs> that well." Uh, I wasn't ready to do a cover. Uh, I didn't know who to approach about a cover until I published and found out about fiverr.com, which, you know, has been a huge blessing.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of cover designers and editors on there. Mm -hmm. It is a kind of a rabbit hole though. And yes, (laughs) (laughs) I find myself if I'm on there, which luckily now I have my cover designer, I have my editor. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just, you know, work one-on-one with them, but I've definitely found myself on there and been like, Oh boy there are a lot of people on here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of those. And the funny thing is, is you can actually pick like your artwork from uh, like those pre-generated images or something. If you only want to pay like five bucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I go on there for a lot of my marketing materials because they have like where you pay, you know, 10 bucks or something for a hundred images of your book with stock images Oh, I'm like that that that's worth it for me because it takes me a long time to make those images
1: I think I might have to indulge in that too Sky because <laughs> I've <I'm It's>, always
0: <laughs> yeah it's stuff you can reuse I mean
1: <laughs> just wait like a few months and then people will forget uh, that you yeah. had already posted that.
0: <laughs> you probably noticed me reuse images sometimes because you've been around on my Instagram for a while I'm like <laughs> some people are gonna notice but it's okay
1: <laughs> notice I don't know what you're talking about
0: you know what? It's smart marketing though, because some of those images that you get more likes on or more engagement on, it's good to reuse them. You're going to you know, get new people that see that in the future.
1: Ooh, uh, speaking of marketing, you actually inspired me because uh, you had said that you had done a prequel story uh, to your series, uh, which I found that that was an, a very interesting marketing play of, you know, because a lot of like for me personally and a lot of other authors, you would normally see those kind of stories like in the prologue, but mm-hmm. you chose to put it as a separate story. So there's a character in my third book that I pretty much had to cut out uh, like his his big story. And I'm like, maybe I'll just do a spin-off story with this. It's uh, a great
0: idea. <laughs> yeah, <'cause>, yes,
1: <laughs> Sky, you, you proved that it's a great idea. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I use that prequel for my newsletter because mm-hmm. I feel like. First of all, everybody wants something free. Like, yes, (laughs) I want free stuff. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I use it for my newsletter because I feel like if I'm offering them something and maybe they're not sure about reading my book yet, it's a good Mm -hmm. little intro to my story because it's something that it's explained in the first book. Like it goes into Mm -hmm. the events that happen in the prequel, but it doesn't go in depth. And I put it actually from Kieran's point of view, which I thought Mm -hmm. was fun. Um, so that has been really cool for me. So I definitely recommend it. I'm glad you're doing it. It's going to be super good.
1: <laughs> Excellent. And I needed, uh, cause I'm on your, I've signed up for your newsletter and I just need to download that to my Kindle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not super long either. So it shouldn't take you too long.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>
0: um, but speaking of like the marketing and the self-publishing, do you think that you'll ever do traditional publishing in the future?
1: Uh, that is my goal at some point. Um, I would like to try and traditionally publish, uh, probably not my Maven Knight series. That's, you know, now a staple of just me self-publishing. Um, but, uh, I have two other stories in the works. Um, one of which is my attempt at doing a long Epic fantasy series, which Um. I'm co-writing with, uh, my best friend. And I feel like since it's, it has the, uh, I feel like it would have the appeal of a long running series, like a, at least novellas uh, that I would want to try and traditionally publish.
0: Awesome. And mm-hmm. I, well, okay. This wasn't in our normal questions, but <laughs> since, you up, <laughs> yeah, since you brought it up, um, how is it co-writing? Cause I've never done that before. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners would love to hear kind of the the inside story on how that goes because if we're <laughs> authors we're selfish and we, mm-hmm. we, we're like, characters, we like them
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, co-writing is you definitely have to have a lot of patience for it because um, we as authors we all have our own different writing speeds our own different you know developmental uh, periods like I was able to write this first draft within about a year and a half um, and I could have tried to do the self-publishing thing uh, you know, follow the normal process, but I have to wait for reviews from my co author, his own edits, his, uh, because he's writing one of the POVs. I'm writing a different POV. Oh, cool. We, tying into D&D again. <laughs> These characters are based off of our favorite DD characters that we created uh, a few years ago. And we wanted to just throw them in a fantasy story and, you know, have fun with it. So I, I tried writing his perspective and he was like, no, you can't write this for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what friends are for, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's honesty. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I have to, I'm now obligated to make you a part of this because this is your, this is your baby. This is your character. And I don't want to take that from you. So uh, if you're planning to co-write with somebody, have a lot of patience
0: and so in that case are you taking the lead on like the self-publishing side or are you going to try to traditionally publish that one
1: that one we will try and traditionally publish um because it probably will be a while before we send queries because we want to have at least you know two of two or three of them done Mm -hmm. or ready to submit uh so and
0: i've smart advice (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) rapid release sky
0: not in the traditional world (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, uh, so the first draft or the first installment is done. I wrote a few chapters in the second one, uh, but I decided I needed to finish my first series before I continue that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's good because you said that uh, Maven Knight's going to be three books, right? Or yes. it gonna be okay so you did decide on three.
1: <laughs> yes, you almost convinced me to do four, but once I removed that one POV storyline, I was like, all right, this could be three books with a little mini side series.
0: <laughs> so you're almost done. How does that feel?
1: It's uh, it's a little surreal actually. Um, like right now uh, I'm just waiting on the edits from uh, my friend to come in and that it's just gonna be a, a story of doing those edits uh, keeping it formatted make sure it meets those KDP guidelines and then it will be out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) because I I was tinkering this week, uh, since I had finished all the edits, uh, I was just tinkering with the formatting. So, uh, hopefully it, uh, it should all be done within the next month. And I may even, uh, this is me don't hold me to this <laughs> uh, depending on when I get my edits in and when I get those done, I may end up uh, trying to release it early.
0: Oh that's exciting. I am always scared to give release dates because <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what if I don't make that deadline? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel that because the original release was like supposed to be in early February uh, and I made that back in September and you know that was a mistake. <laughs>
0: Well, that just goes to show that life happens and, Mm -hmm. you know, we want our books to be the best that they can be. So I think that's good advice too, for the community is that even if you have a deadline, especially in the self-publishing world, you can always push it back if your book can be better. So if you can, you know, go and do another round of edits, then it's probably not a bad idea to do it. Um, My only uh, warning on that would be not to over edit. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) this is uh, because I've set, I set for the the second draft. And then this is the final draft. I try and keep my, I try and limit myself with just three drafts in order to avoid overload and too many edits, as you said. So once I finish these edits, that's it.
0: (laughs) That's really exciting. I'm super happy for you because I I know how it feels to be at the end of that series and that Mm -hmm. bittersweet moment. And it's crazy, but it's also very exciting. So.
1: I know it's because when you had posted it was like literally just like a few weeks before I finished uh my manuscript I was like oh sky knows how it feels
0: I do I do it was terrifying and sad and also happy and Mm -hmm. it was like the weirdest emotional roller coaster I've ever been on
1: (laughs) I'm glad that you had the emotional roller coaster because I was actually just numb when I did it I was like oh it's done
0: Yeah, actually, I would say that probably when I, you know, when I finished the manuscript, that's about how I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like it's done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Obviously that's not true. I still have to go through edits, but yeah. yeah, So I, I think that there is a, a sense of that as well. When you've written, you know, three or four books in the same series, especially if, I don't know about you for me I hadn't written anything else I've only been in kingdoms of fairy for the past year
1: Oh, that's, that's yeah. interesting.
0: so my brain my brain was like only there and when I sent my manuscript to my editor I was like I'm gonna write a new story I'm gonna do something different like a completely different character and that's what I've been working on now um is my vampire series and it's been fun to dive into something new so I am happy <laughs> able to dive into something new with your your epic fantasy that's cool
1: Mm -hmm. and and I it's a testament to you Sky for keeping focus uh on your series I'm ADD to the max (laughs) and I I swapped between two different series while I was trying to finish this third book
0: well but testament to you because you've gotten a ton done (laughs) it's not like you you know are putting one off or anything you're working on both of them which is great I I can't do that just because my brain doesn't work that way I guess I don't know um I find that when I try to multitask on books like that, I end up kind of burnt out. And
1: I feel that the
0: only thing that I can do that way is I can edit one series while I'm writing another. So that works in my favor. Cause like right now I'm editing the last book of, you know, kingdoms of fairy, but I'm writing my vampire series. So Mm -hmm. that I can do. That's about the (laughs) multitasking.
1: (laughs) For me, it was, uh like I had written, I had just gotten it. I was hitting a wall with Maven Knight 3 and I just, I needed a palate cleanser. So that's what I ended up doing for NaNoWriMo was, you know, whole different short story.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of NaNoWriMo, did you see the email about April's Camp NaNo is back?
1: I did not actually.
0: So next month, which it's March right now for our listeners who are listening to this later on. (laughs) Um, So April is Camp NaNoWriMo, which is the one where you get to pick your word count and how much you want to do. So I think I'm going to be doing that. I'm insane. I'm going to try to finish my book, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sky, you got to go for 75K again.
0: Oh my God. Craziness. (laughs) Yes,
1: it was.
0: I don't know. I am going to try to aim for 50K. Mm-hmm. April, just because I feel like that's more attainable this time. <laughs> and I'm hoping to get 30k by the end of March anyway. So that'll put me like you go. toward the end of my book, which is good.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: Yeah. But definitely recommend it to any of our listeners that want to, you know, throw yourself in the deep end. You know, is a great way to do it.
1: Sink <laughs> or swim.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you did well though. I mean, you finished a lot during your did you do Camp Nano or did you do regular Nano?
1: I just did regular Nano and I don't know if I'll be able to do Camp Nano because I'm going to Colorado for the first week of April Mm, so I I will be on a writing hiatus (laughs) for that week.
0: Sometimes you just need a break. (laughs) Yes
1: (laughs) especially uh at that point because it's going to be you know two weeks before uh the third book comes out I'm just gonna be like all right need to get myself ready for this.
0: Yeah, I actually like taking a week off the mm-hmm. during right before publishing, just because I feel like the publishing brain is different than the writing and editing brain. And I need to like yeah. mentally prepare for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, yes. Yeah.
0: No, go ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, for NaNoWriMo, uh, I was able to like, I just I barely went over the the finish line of 50K, uh, especially because that last week was a was a huge struggle.
0: <laughs> You say barely, but you wrote 50,000 words in one month. That is a lot.
1: <laughs> I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I, I mean, just writing even 30,000 words, which was my goal for this month, was 30,000 words. That's a lot. It's like 2,000 yeah. words, you know, or 1,000 words a day to make sure that you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you write every single day, which I'm not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we need weekends off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Really? My husband says so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that kind of actually leads me into one of my questions about how do you balance it? Because you are a husband and you are a cat dad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it is it's a delicate balance, as uh, I'm sure you're aware of, too, Sky. Um, So the way that my daily routine works is like I have my day job, which is nine thirty to six o'clock. Um, with an hour long lunch, uh, I wake up around seven 50, uh, because the cats don't let me sleep in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> cat uh, <dad. laughs> yep. Cat dad. Um, you know, I give them some attention in the morning. Uh, I try and get some writing in either some writing or editing in between eight 30 and nine 30. Um, then on my lunch break, I also try and get some writing in. So it's at least two to two and a half hours a day. That's impressive. And then in the evening, you know, because my wife, she works uh, 4.30 in the morning. Like she has to be at work at 4.30 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> so she is up early and she is in bed early. So uh, we spend at least an hour to two hours in the evening just together watching TV and having dinner. And uh, then after that, it's it's either video game time or it's uh, uh, or some additional writing time.
0: That's good though, that, it, that you can, you know, still have that time for the family in the middle of it mm-hmm. all, especially with you guys on separate set schedules. That's, yeah. that's
1: difficult. <laughs> it is very difficult. So usually the weekends are our time together, which is why I'm very less active uh, with writing and the community on the weekends.
0: And yet I took you away from her this weekend. I'm sorry.
1: It's, it is okay. <laughs> she understands. She, she's just happy that I'm actually getting out there to promote this stuff now.
0: Well, that's awesome. That's great that she is supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to ask also if you had any shout outs and I'm sure that she's gonna make the list of shout outs um, but it could be yep. community members, family members, anybody you want to shout out.
1: Absolutely. So of course my wife, uh, she gets the biggest shout out because she was the one who, she read my story when we first started dating. Oh. And <laughs> that, that, was, that was the test. I was like, all right, this is my this is my dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'm too much of a nerd, then you know you can get out while you're ahead. <laughs> But she read it and she was like, you know, this is really good. You should try and publish this. Uh, so she got me to self-publish it. So biggest shout out, uh, shout out to, of course, my family, my parents, and my brother. Uh, and then shouting out to the community, uh, you Sky, to Megan, to Rachel, to Sydney. You guys are so awesome with all the prompts and just, just the sheer will that you guys have to do this. And again, I feel like, at some point we need to do a reverse interview where I question you about how this all started.
0: <laughs> we can totally do that.
1: <laughs> uh, but I want to give a shout out to, to Luke, to Emily, to Sean, uh, to Tania. Uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, there's so many great people in the community, uh, but just, you guys have, uh, you guys are so supportive with uh, the stuff that I post. You guys post a lot of great stuff. Uh, I can't wait to read more of your work, Sky. I uh, can't wait to read Daughter of Dawn whenever that comes out.
0: <laughs> oh, I read it. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> I I cannot <laughs> wait to read it. Uh, and then uh, yeah, and when Sean's book eventually gets either self published or traditionally published, I'm really eager to see his uh, story Black Sky Curse.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that too. There are so many books in the indie community that I am <laughs> very excited to read. And even the traditional ones, because we do have people in the writer community also who are publishing traditionally. Mm-hmm. And I've read some of their arcs and it amazes me every single day how many talented people are in this community, yourself included. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm blown away. And that's what makes it worth it, is just all of these talented people that are supporting each other. It makes me like my heart swell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, no, it's, uh, a, it's hard to believe like a year ago, I had no idea that this was a thing like, you know, it's just a few months and then it'll be, cause I'm, I'm not exactly sure when you guys started the community, but it seemed like it was like August or September.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I want to say it was before nano. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's about the only time marker I've got, but yeah, I think it won wa- I want to say it was maybe September that I think we started talking about it in August and then it just became like I missed the first month actually um it was just Sydney Rachel and Megan in the first month because I had completely burnt myself out the month before doing one of the fantasy challenges and I was like yeah I was like (laughs) I need a break I cannot host right now (laughs) so like I said earlier we do go through that as well and it's a struggle so I joined the second month And I had helped them, you know, form a lot of the ideas for the first month, but I didn't actually participate till the second month. So it's definitely grown. (laughs) I mean, we've got our website coming out soon. Obviously this podcast is coming out. We're going to have a whole member section, which is kind of going to mirror Instagram. I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Excellent. Lots of stuff coming.
1: Lots of exciting stuff and I'm just, I'm so happy that you guys have welcomed me into this community. Like this has been- We couldn't be here
0: without you. You were one of the first people that, you know, got involved. (laughs)
1: Thank you. It's been such a blessing. Like you guys are awesome.
0: Well, and on that note, um, do you have any advice for people that maybe are just joining the community or are just finding us or advice for aspiring authors or self-publishers that you think you wish somebody would have told you to begin with?
1: uh, I'll answer the first part. Um, so with regards to the community, I guess the biggest, uh, it's, I don't want this to come across as like a negative warning or anything. It's just be careful not to burn yourself out. Uh, because that absolutely happened to me. And I think it happened to a lot of people after that first month of just persistent posting, which we were not used to. (laughs) So by October we were exhausted. Uh, so you need to, like my advice to anyone new to the community is to, to find what works for you, uh, set aside specific time to do it because I'm, I'm still struggling with that because
0: so working, <laughs>
1: <laughs> working from home, my phone is just always here. And I'm just like, oh, I don't have any phone calls right now. I can, I can look at Instagram, <laughs> uh, but setting some time aside to like, to comment on posts, to respond to direct messages, to share stories, uh, I think that's a that's a recipe for success. Uh, if you're new to the community, um, and some advice to any indie authors, um, I would probably say be patient. Uh, I tried to run out the gate uh, to self publish, and it it didn't backfire, but it wasn't as great as it could have been. <laughs> uh, it took me two years before I found a community that was interested in my work. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. Patience is key. Um, you know, you want to make sure that it is the best version that you can put out, uh, get a lot of feedback, get a lot of people like beta readers, had no idea that was a thing. And now I'm really (laughs) upset that I didn't do beta readers.
0: I also didn't know. So don't worry. My (laughs) book did not have beta readers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I, I want to end it on a more positive note with uh, with the advice, uh, but just, you know, uh, the thing that my parents taught me, which was to see things through to the end. So persevere, like that's the best thing I can tell you as an indie author. You're gonna have a lot of ups and downs, but persevering is the best thing that you can do.
0: That is perfect advice and a great <laughs> positive way to end this. <laughs>
1: uh, I tried. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: other than just to, you know, tie it all up in a cute little bow where can our listeners find you
1: all right well i am primarily most active on instagram uh my handle is matthew.s.romeo uh in my bio there is a link to my uh author website themavennight.com. uh it has you know a little bit of my bio in there it has links to all of my current works has uh you know my sketchbooks uh my maps on there if you're interested in the world um and then you know you can find me I'm a little bit more active on Goodreads now too because that's basically like author Facebook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on Goodreads. Uh, and both of them, my first two books are available on Amazon for ebook and paperback with the third book coming out on April 19th. Thank you so much, Sky. This has been uh, so fun to just get to sit here and chat with you. And again, thank, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to have more chats. I'm sure that we'll have you on lives again, too. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.